This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday, folks. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Dude, what is happening? <laughs> what is going on with this world, this planet, this state? You know, you know what? Just a state. What is happening? This place is so weird. We're in a very uncomfortable time right now. I blame Happer. Why? I don't know. I need somebody to blame, and I got to blame Happer. Okay, that works. 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, and the Starter Heyman text line. Both of those are open for you all hour long, as always. Um, In addition to the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, hop over there, throw your comment up on the screen, and we'll uh, we'll be good to go from there. Just a reminder before we get rolling here, stop by the Upside Bar and Lounge tonight for Ticket Weeknights with Nicole, live on location. Um, they'll have Monday Night Football on the TVs, and it's Taco Night. Um, that's tonight, the Ticket Weeknights with Nicole from 6 to 8 at the Upside Bar and Lounge, 27th and Pine Lake. I'll be there. Happer will, will be there doing it with Nicole. I think DP's going to be... Uh... <laughs> Gosh... <laughs> Doing the show with Nicole. <laughs> I was doing so good keeping it in an effort. Okay. I. I'm crying. I am actually crying. <laughs> okay. Happer will be doing the radio show with Nicole from 6 to 8 tonight. Um, and so, one second. We have we have a statement. So, we're going to have some breaking news. Um, this comes from, okay, in all series here. This just came out about 20 seconds ago um, regarding, I have not read this, so this will be my first um, time reading through this. Trev Alberts, this comes from the director of athletics, Trev Alberts. In my four months at Nebraska, I have closely observed our football team and had several productive discussions with Coach Frost. Scott has laid out a clear plan and vision for the future of Nebraska football and has agreed to a restructured contract. I am excited to continue to work together with Scott. We share a love of Nebraska and this football program and want nothing more than Nebraska football to again compete for championships. We all recognize our record has not been what anyone wants it to be. I have been clear that I have been looking for incremental progress, and I have seen that in several key areas this season. Our team has continued to compete at a high level, and the young men in our program have remained unified and shown great resiliency, which is an important reflection of the leadership of Coach Frost and his staff. He conti- or this is, Now this comes from Scott Frost. Quote, I appreciate the confidence Trev Alberts has shown in me to continue to lead this program. 
I love this state, this football program, and am honored and humbled for the opportunity to serve as the head coach at my alma mater. Our immediate focus is on the two games ahead against Wisconsin and Iowa and the opportunity in front of us to build momentum heading into the offseason and 2022. I understand we have not won at a high enough level, but I am confident our football program will continue to take steps forward, end quote. So there you go, folks. Scott Frost is gonna has re uh, has agreed to a restructured content contract re, uh, cr- contract. Sorry, I'm still a little thrown off. Words are hard. It's okay. Restructured contract and uh, so what that means for anybody wondering that yes. answers the biggest question. Scott Frost will be here next year. Yes. So Scott Frost has agreed to a restructured contract and will return next. Um, next season for 2022 now obviously we don't have the details on that restructured contract but it's a kind of like a Jim Harbaugh kind of deal um it sounds like and uh we'll see we'll see what happens with the assistants because I don't think I think that was a big key in in having Scott coming back because you cannot just especially on the offensive side I think that's a very obvious take is that on the offensive side things are not even close to good enough because when you look at this defense and it's a top 25 or 30 defense in the country, um, they deserve to have quite a bit more, quite a few more wins under their belt than three right now. This defense is playing at a uh, third best team in the Big Ten West level. Mm-hmm. And the offense is playing at a worst team in the Big Ten West level. Um, there's just no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The offense is, is nowhere close to where Scott Frost, this team, these players, or or anybody wants it to be. The defense has improved incrementally mm-hmm. each season since they've gotten here, and the offense seems to have gone in the opposite direction. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Here's what the Chancellor Ronnie Green said on Twitter. He quote tweeted the Huskers tweet and says this, I've had great confidence in Scott Frost from the beginning and still do. No one in Nebraska wants to win more than he does. Scott will continue to take Nobody. the steps necessary to bring the football program to where it needs to be, and I'm very much looking forward. Well, he says look forward, but looking forward to watching him do that. Can you can you say that that one thing about him wanting to win again? No one in Nebraska wants to win more than he does. Thank you. You're welcome. So 402-464-5685, what are your immediate feelings Go ahead and call in. We'll take all of your calls, all of your texts as well. We'll get to all of those, and then I'm sure there will be, I mean, the rest of the way and and even the rest of the season, there will be much more um, discussion on on Scott Frost returning. But now it's more of a thing of what needs to happen elsewhere within the program because obviously What changes are needed because there are definitely changes needed, whether it be whether it be coaching changes um, changes in the way that people are recruited, changes in you know who is starting games, who is doing what, or just as small as changes in 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 practice habits and what what schemes you're doing with the players that you have, because it could be as as something as small as that. Which I mean, even then, that's not small. That's something that you've been mm-hmm. working on and and having your players uh, get you know muscle memory into what you're going to do, how you're going to you know react on the snap of the ball, your first step, your first hand placement, whatever you're going to do. <clears throat> so changing that is is mm-hmm. seems small, but could be something kind of big. Because as they said before, you fall back on your training, and when when things get tough, and 
it seems as if the training has not been up to snuff for for certain position groups. Yeah, and I guess on the flip side of this, um, you might be wondering why are they making a statement? Also, I mean, it kind of helps that there's a bye week. That plays a little bit of a part into it. It's going to help with recruiting because the coaches will be out on the road this weekend, um, whether that's here in the state at, at during the playoffs or elsewhere. It's going to help with recruiting because you can say to a recruit now, I will be here, next, here year. next year. I will be um, here to coach you in your first year of college. It's not, you know, I'm recruiting you and, uh, you know, we really want you to come to Nebraska. I don't know if I'll be there, but, you know, you, you can come to Nebraska and we'll see what happens. So now they can go out on the road recruiting and say, hey, I, w- I will be with you your first year. We'll, we'll get things going. We'll get in the right direction and mm-hmm. hopefully for many years down the line. And now here's where we kind of talked about it last week. I kind of mentioned this all, all last, last week, and this was kind of my whole thought um, going into uh, just the decision that was ahead of Trev Alberts is that when, when you're looking ahead at next season, we did the same thing last se- at the beginning of last season. It was all about the expectations, right? And it's, it has to be bowl game. And, and you have to see progress. And, and I use air quotes every single time I say progress because that's a relative term. Nobody has come out and said what progress is, right? And so you have all, you all, everybody has their own idea of what progress looks like and what it kind of feels like around the state. But next year, now that there's a restructured contract and that there was so much drama and just uncomfortability um, around Husker Nation this season, next year has to be the year. Mm-hmm. You, you cannot go th- halfway through the season because now all those excuses or reasons that, that the pro you know, returning of Frost people had going into last week where it was schedule, that Mm -hmm. plays a part. It was you've been able to see them stay competitive. All those, you can't use those two years in a row. COVID year. You cannot. So next year, it has to be. Right. And and we're going to say, no, that needs to be terminated. Um, Next year has to be the year that we hold this program and more importantly this staff and even more importantly head coach Scott Frost to the expectations that are set at the beginning of the season now will Trev Alberts come out and say this is how many you need to win this is what it, no he nah, won't nah. but there will be there needs to he be he won't come out and say it but him and Scott Frost will have a quiet understanding of exactly, exactly. what Trev Alberts is is expecting from Scott Frost and this football program but as you said tomorrow, next year is the year it's 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 you, the, it's you, the last year you can't move the goalposts yes. to the middle of the season if you start off the season you know two and one and you lost your first game to Northwestern you can't just you can't sit there and be like oh okay you know you need to get to this many no whatever you say at the beginning of the season whether you're a fan whether you're coaches whatever that is what you're sticking to, and if yeah. that goal is not met, I mean, I'm I'm not in charge, so I can't make that decision. But but to me, if that goal is not met, is is done. You can you cannot do what Nebraska or Nebraska fans, some of Nebraska fans did this year, and say, oh yeah, it's okay as long as he gets to four or five. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that. Oh, they're they're improving. They're getting better. You you see them. They're not getting blown out anymore. You know they're you they're, they're competitive with every team they play. Well, okay, you can be competitive against the the teams that are clearly better than you, like an Oklahoma or an Ohio State, but a team like Michigan State, who was really good this year, you had them down to the wire, you couldn't get it done. Against Michigan, who was really good this year, you had it down to the wire, you couldn't get it done. Purdue, you should have beat them. Minnesota, you should have won that. Illinois, you should have won that. You didn't get it done against the teams that you need to get it done against, and you're favored against. Yeah. Against the teams that are favored against you, the teams that are better than you, keeping it close, that's fine, but you got to win some of those. 
Illinois has two top 25 upsets this year. And we all agree, Illinois is not a good team. And Nebraska can't find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the thing that you cannot go through next year and say, at the beginning of the year, six or seven wins is the goal and what the expectation is. And then halfway through the year, switch it up and say, as long as he gets to four or five, then it's okay because you've been competitive. No, because th- at that point, you will have been competitive for a couple years in a row. And once again, you just cannot get over that hump. So then, that just turns out that that is what you are. Mm-hmm. That is who your program is. You are what your record says you are. And so, um, like I like, don't get it wrong. I love the competitive, and I love you know being in just about every game. Mm-hmm. But it's come to a point where during games, you just kind of realize like. All right, this is as close as it's going to get. You're you're not going to get a lead. You know, even if you do get a lead, something fluky is going to happen and you're going to end up losing the game. Like it's come to that where no matter how good you feel going into a game or during a game, you just have this feeling in the back of your mind like okay, what's what's happening that's going to mess this all up? And that shouldn't yeah. be a feeling that you get. You think Alabama fans get that feeling? And I know you're I'm comparing Nebraska yeah. to Alabama, but yeah. you think Michigan fans get that feeling? I don't think so. All right, so um, there's a couple people on the text line, and if you're just joining us, they might have missed the news. All right, Trev Alberts and Scott Frost both released a statement about 15 minutes ago. Basically, the gist of it, it's on Nebraska Huskers' Twitter, but basically the gist of it, Scott has agreed to a restructured contract, so sort of kind of what Jim Harbaugh did at Michigan going into this season. Um, according to Trev, Scott has laid out a clear, pan, a clear plan Excuse me, for how he sees this program um, proceeding in the near future. And so, once again, they've uh, agreed on a restructured contract. And no, we don't have any of the details on a restructured contract. And then this is what Scott Frost said. I'll read his um, his, statement, his statement is shorter. He says, quote, I appreciate the confidence Trev Alberts has shown in me to continue to lead this program. I love this state, this football program, and am honored and humbled for the opportunity to serve as the head coach at my alma mater. Our immediate focus is on the two games ahead against Wisconsin and Iowa and the opportunity in front of us to build momentum heading into the offseason and 2022. I understand we have not won at a high enough level, but I am confident our football program will continue to take steps forward. That is Scott Frost. Here is what Trev Albert said. I'll, I'll read half of his statement here. Quote, in my four months at Nebraska, I have closely observed our football team and have had several productive discussions with Coach Frost. Scott has laid out a clear plan and vision for the future of Nebraska football and has agreed to a restructured contract. I am excited to continue to work together with Scott. We share a love of Nebraska and this football program and want nothing more than Nebraska football to again compete for championships. So that was Trev Alberts and head coach Scott Frost. Coach Frost is returning for 2022. And once again, we do not have any details on restructured contract if that comes out in the next um out, you know, have 40 minutes or so. We'll we'll be able to break it to you if it comes out later this afternoon. DP will be on the air, and then even tonight, between if it happens between six and eight, um, Connor Happer or Nicole Griffith will be able to break that and lay that down for you guys. All right, let's get to some of your texts and reaction. 402 464 5685, the starter Heyman text line and the Honda of Lincoln hotline. All right, here's uh, let's do this one, Mr. Unlimited. So just basically means next year is a prove-it year, and like I told you guys on October 30th, Scott needs a reality check like Harbaugh got. Well, he got, 
I don't know if Scott necessarily needed a, a reality check. I think he realized. I think what's how, been how, happening has yes, been enough of a reality but, check for him. But, but also, this kind of puts it more into perspective for him. And and honestly, you know, if if the reality check with a restructured contract goes any way the way any where close to the way Harbaugh's is going currently, I think a bunch of Nebraska fans would take that. Well, it just makes it friendlier for, for the university as well. Because remember, back at the at, you know, on December 2nd of 2017, everybody kind of felt like Scott Frost was the best young coach in the in the country. Um, Corey Lincoln said, or excuse me, this unnamed texter says, good deal. Uh, same unnamed texter says, fire, fire for dues co. We'll, we'll get into that because I want to talk about what that means because – you kind of get a feeling that there's going to be changes on the staff and you don't really think it's going to be on the defensive side. So we'll, we'll dive into that maybe on the next segment because we'll have to take a break here in a little bit. Big Slim says this, as a transplant to the Lincoln area and a fan of another team, sort of the outside looking in perspective, the program is heading in the right direction. I think personally he's too committed to Martinez, but that's his guy. Um, Gus says restructured frost contract is a polite term for cutting the buyout in half. Well, I think it just makes it um, much friendlier Maybe. for I don't know. much friendlier for Nebraska. Um, okay, yeah. OG Les Lancaster says, by the way, the transition from laughing to this has been exceptional. Yeah, that was. I think we did a great job. I was crying because it was so funny. I had number tears one, in my eyes. I was trying to catch my breath. Yeah, and and Happer's on the other side of the glass here. He's laughing. I was doing so well, like not reacting to what you said, and then I like out of the corner of my eye, just Happer like look up, like looking through like the <laughs> tops of his eyes. He's like, wait a minute. And so I I appreciate. <laughs> I had to gather myself real real quick because I had so I had the tweet deck up, so it just automatically refresh, and I saw it happen. I was like, oh, here we go. All right. Um. Let's see. Unnamed Texture says, as long as we beat Illinois and Northwestern next year, we should be fine. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Like, I think the I way think that we've seen... I think he's joking. Yeah, I think so too, but let, that makes a good point because I feel like the way that the Big Ten West is each year, we always sit there midway through the season and feel like it should be in reach. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's anybody's division every single year. Just because Iowa started... I mean, it shows. Iowa was number two in the country. Now they're not very good. So what's that show? Now, then you look at Wisconsin. They were garbage with Graham Mertz when he was trying to throw the football. Now they realize that they have a good defense and they can actually run the football with their fourth-string running back still after a couple of their guys left the program. Oh, and, look, they went back to Wisconsin football yeah, and it works. And it works. And now they're they're in now with Minnesota losing over the weekend. Now they're in good position to win the win the division. Like this changes every single year. So I don't know what is the expectation. Is it that you beat? I mean, we always talk about. The, the records against the Purdue, Illinois, Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin, I feel like you have to win a over half of those next year. Because it's it's time. You're going to be in year five. I, I Like, personally... Is, fi- it bowl, like, is it bowl per- game or bust? I mean, See, like, that, it, I mean that's just wins, a winning record. Six wins so. in year five is not enough, in my opinion. No. That, that's just my whole thought on it. But would that be the improvement needed to, to keep him around even longer based on Who the knows? fact that he hasn't had a winning record and, since he's been here. So that's that's the problem is, obviously, to, to, to many people, just getting six wins in your fifth year at a program yeah. should not be acceptable. But with the four years that he's had previous to this, would six wins be acceptable? Mm-hmm. That's that's the question you're going to have to ask yourself. It, it's And it... That's the question Trev's going to have to ask himself because, as he as he said in a statement, you know, he was he was looking for improvement. He's seen improvement in in many different areas with the team. So, 
does that improvement lead you to six wins and that's good enough to to keep the contract going? I don't know how many years he'll have after next year on his current contract. Or would or would it be, you know, six wins? It was through 2027? No, 2025. 2025, excuse yeah. me. So or would it be years. six wins and you're just like, all right, like you did better, you improved your record, but still not good enough? Yeah, it's just going to be going to be interesting to see. Um, I just I also think part of it plays into a fact of that it depends on how they finish out this season, what changes they make internally with with staff. I, I think all that little plays plays a little bit of a of a part into it. All right, let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. We have Greg in Milford on the line. Greg in Milford, what's on your mind, man? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, good. We good. I have a good research project for you guys. It could be pretty interesting. Of all the one loss or one score losses that Frost has had, it'd be interesting to know how many mental like mistakes, mm-hmm. like Martinez or like that punter, cost us the game that has no like Frost has no outcome over. It'd be interesting just to know that number. Where it because was, it, it was more like of a, it was like a mental lapse. Of those losses, or that, or that reason. Mm-hmm. Grand, it, it falls back on Frost for not maybe not pulling them and running somebody else. Yeah, but it would just be an interesting number to see the kind of percentage of like, okay, Scott Frost got out coach. That that is what it is. But like yeah. Martinez at, at Michigan, we're driving, driving, driving. He thinks the play's over and lets the ball go. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's an I interesting mean, that's an interesting way to look at it, Greg. I, I appreciate the call. Yeah, you too. And, and I guess the tough thing about that, unfortunately, is that y- you would have to kind of look at what happened before that mental lapse or that breakdown. Because, also, what would you consider um, a mental lapse? Because there's yeah. certain things where there there have been, I mean, I can't think of many uh, instances of this happening, but I can think of one in particular where Adrian Martinez threw the ball to an open area, but the receiver was running a different route. Yeah. I don't know who that's on. I don't know if that's on the receiver or if that's on Martinez. And I guess part of it could be you look at previous plays or previous drives and the situation that they're in. Like, I see where you're coming from, Greg, and I'll actually try to try to look into that a little bit here after the show, but it, it might be tough with just um, seeing how everything broke down. And, it's a lot because, of videos for example, over. For example, like against Illinois this season, Adrian threw a pick in the last drive that ended the game, essentially, but that was on a Hail Mary. And, and do you count that as a mental lapse, or do you count that whole game as just a... <laughs> just threw, one big they threw mental half, lapse. Half their playbook out the window. Like, how Illinois do you, did things they weren't it's, prepared uh, for. Exactly. All Would right. that be considered a mental lapse on the coaching staff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. 402-464-5685. Keep sending your thoughts. we got a lot of them to get to on the text line. We'll get to a good chunk of them. When we come back, let's take our first time out. Once again, Scott Frost, restructured contract, and we'll return next season. Let's take a break. We'll be back on the happy hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.